Okay, I'm going to start it right now. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into our fearless beer review. Then we get into our vinyl pickups that leads into our songs of the week. And then we wrap it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler. And way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether is Jeff. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Go give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts because that would mean the world to us. We also have a voicemail that you can leave us some vo- you can leave us a message. Uh, you can text us on this number. The number is 503-893-5307. Get into that. Let us know what you want to hear from us. We might listen to you or we might make fun of you. I don't know. So enough of the, the intro. Let's just get right into it, Jeff. What do you got for your Fearless Beer Review? Go. Uh, so I, prepared. I, uh, I have a stout today. I've been drinking nothing but, I mean, obviously besides my Coors Iowa Limes, but nothing but IPAs. I mean, that's good. It's crazy. Friendly, you know. It's fucking bizarre. Good it's, <laughs> well, I don't know, it's weird. Better to drink that when it's so hot out than a fucking stout. Come on. But like, I miss my stouts, and then uh, and they're expensive, so there's, yeah. there's that too. So I bought a two-pack a two pack of this one. The, the brewery's called Hubbard's Cave, and it's a German okay. chocolate cake stout. Love German chocolate cake. It's an imperial style with chocolate, pecan, and uh, toasted coconut. I think it's gonna be like the fake coconut, not like real coconut. And I like, mm. I love the fake coconut taste. It's delish. <laughs> it's so sugary. Yeah, but like why. if you just have like a hint of it though, oh, it's just like just the right amount. It's it's, it's not. It's similar to like a vanilla taste, like a sugary vanilla taste, but it's just a little exotic. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All they right, make uh, they make they make a lot of good beers, and so I think these are or this is going to be maybe the um, I don't know my gateway again. A Back perfect beer, it. maybe. maybe? Uh, I don't know if it'd be that be that perfect, but it's fucking twelve percent. So I'm gonna try and sip on this for a oh while. God. Twelve, dude, you're gonna be so toasty, so toasty. And and how hot is it in Arizona? Like 110? No, it's like one oh like right now it's like one oh five. 105 at uh, 7 o'clock at night. <laughs> it's a dry heat, though. You didn't barely even feel it. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, of course. Of course. It's actually been hotter okay. now this week. It's cooled down last week as the monsoons, but it's been, um, what do you call it, humid. Mm, oh, yeah. Oh, dude, that's the fucking worst. Mm-hmm. So it's not the dry heat. Huh? Huh? Yeah, no. Anyway. Nah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I got, I got, what do I have? I have... Something from Belching Beaver Brewery Mm-mm. in uh, I think it's what, is it San Diego. I don't. I always forget. We yeah, we, but, we forget all the time. Well, I forget a lot of things. That's I'm true. stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is called No Worries IPA. It has a picture of a beaver, have it with the hang ten sign, and um, yeah, and he's on a raft, and there are two sharks circling him. It's a it's a fun little picture. It's a fun little picture, and he's not worried that he's about to be chomped by a shark. <laughs> 
So this uh, this is an IPA. Like I said, it's uh, what's the ABV? It is six point two percent. Yeah, I've never had this, so I'm I'm ready to just you know uh, kick I mean, up. Are you have you poured yours yet? Dude, I've poured. I'm ready to go, man. Oh, I didn't hear I'm it. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it open. I didn't hear it pour. Well, I didn't hear anything. Well, that's what happens when you're talking. Oh yeah, this pour this pouring thick. <laughs> But it, this one does say on the website. It does say that this is the epitome of a true West Coast IPA, but with a twist of modern day hops and aromas. So, whatever, whatever that means. Aren't, aren't West Coast IPAs hoppier and, and more dry than and, and than hop forward? IPAs. Yeah. So what? I think so. Yeah. Why, why would it say it's with a twist of of hops? It's there's already hops in it. Know. I don't know. You know it's when you pour, like, it's just word. It's just word vomit. That's what a yeah, lot of these true. are. That is it's true. just fucking word vomit. It Spiller. doesn't mean anything. Filler. <laughs> yeah. You know uh, when you pour like like honey, or let's say you're pouring syrup into like more syrup. Fuck, dude. Like mm-hmm. a bowl. Let's say you have a bowl of syrup and you're pouring more so syrup into example. that bowl of syrup, and when the okay. liquid, when the syrup liquid hits the liquid at the bowl, it it pushes it down, and so it kind of like creates this like cave in. Okay. Yeah. Because it's yeah, thick, yeah. right? You know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's how my beer is pouring right now. Oh, that's way too thick. That's, <laughs> it's not. It's not like a milk. That's like a milkshake. It's not. It's not that egregious, but it's pretty thick. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking milkshake. That's what you're drinking. Just say it. Say, sm- say you got dude, a milkshake. It smells instead. fucking delicious. It smells oh. like a slice of cake. But German chocolate cake is the best cake. Dude, I don't even like cake. <sighs> Fuck. Cake is trash. Only German chocolate cake is good. Everything else is pretty much trash. You're trash. I'm ready to go, kid. I'm too, so let's go. Kisses. Oh, God damn, that's a good stout. Wow. 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 That got him. All right, so what do you think of it? What do you think of the stout? Wow, that is definitely (laughs) thick. That's, that's, That's definitely thick. It's that's a full bodied style right there, I'll tell you that much. Mm. <laughs> sugary, not not too sugary though, but it does it dude, it tastes like a fucking cake. It tastes like a German chocolate cake. I'm getting a tiny, tiny bit of the coconut, which is the the exact amount that I wanted. Okay. Like this is I'll 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 see how it is when it cools a little bit or when it warms up a little bit, I guess, because it's so hot out here. Then uh I guess so, I'll I'll make my so final decision then. Oh dude, it's so good. So good. <laughs> let, it, let, let, it, let it warm up a bit, like a hot, like like fresh cake out of the out of the microwave. Why not out of the oven? Why would, you, why would it come out of the fucking microwave? I don't know. I don't make cakes. I don't even know where the fuck. No, I do. I, you used to I, make I cakes all the cakes. time. I know. I know. I know. That was like your thing I don't know. for like six months. I don't know You're why. You're making a cake like every day. I know. I didn't even eat them. I didn't really like cake. But I like fondant. Oh, <laughs> and dude, you were fondant just, so and, good. And then you would just like show up places like we would go, go to meet up at a bar and you'd bring a cake. Yeah. Shit, like all the time. That's what I was you just, did I was for like six months. Because like we watched a lot of those cake shows, like like Cake Boss, and then we watched um, this other one. I think it was Cake Boss with this guy named Buddy from Jersey, and those were like okay. the shows you watched. And we were like, oh, that looks fucking fun. But then we don't even eat it, so that sucked. <laughs> but yeah, that's why we brought cakes. But no, it's cool. What what, what was your how's your beer? Is your beer uh, good? Okay, yeah, yeah, mine's good. Mine's really good. It's um, it's a very it's a very good IPA and. Honestly, Belching Beaver doesn't... They don't put out a lot of bad beers except for that peanut butter one, but a lot of people what? like that peanut butter one. Yeah, it's gross. The peanut butter milk right? stout? Yeah. That's <laughs> why, why would you say that? It's delicious beer. It's no, it's gross. 
Oh so, my god, yeah. But other than that, their IPAs are always solid. Their Deftones IPAs have always been good. Their their Deftones Lager was good. Um, yeah, they, this is this is really solid. This is really it's not it's not super overly hoppy, but there's enough kick there. There's enough pi- uh, pine cone taste. It's it's a solid output from them. So uh, yeah, we have we have a three point rating system, where three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but you should give it a shot. And zero is a drain pour. Uh, since you're not ready to rate your beer, um, I'm gonna have to give this one a uh, this one a 2.5. This is this is definitely something I'd go back to, even though I'm not I'm more of a hazy man, haze a haze bro now, but still a solid IPA. Not the best, but still pretty damn solid. I'd go back to it. 2.5. I mean, I, and, I I'm definitely not going below a 2.5 on mine either. It's only gonna go up from there. Okay. That's damn good. I'll take your word for it. Raul did not leave a review on this one, which I'm very surprised about because this is a local beer. And he is local. So I don't know. So I, I got nothing from Raul. What, do you have anything? I don't. I checked. He did not leave a review for mine either. I hope he's okay. I did. Me too. I do. Me too. I I, I, I miss him. It's been a while. I mean, we, we, got that, we got that voicemail saying, I, what do you say? Like, look out for big things coming from Raul. Yeah, big like things that. coming from Raul. But that could have been Raul because we—he was—I don't know if he's still in prison in the the Guatemalan prison, right? <laughs> so he he could still be there. I don't know. It, it could just be—it could be a ruse. I don't know what to think. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know either. So that's that's what I got for the fear of this beer review. Do you got anything else? Should no. We move on. We we got yeah. a big, we got a big night. We, we got a big, a big night ahead night. of us. So. Uh, let's get into our vinyl pickups, and that'll lead into our songs of the week. So, what do you got, Jeff? Go. My uh, my my backlog's pretty big, but I don't. I'm I'm not even going through it like fast at all, and it's mm-hmm. it's nice and like it's. I mean, it's just that's where I'm at now. When we uh, six months ago, I just I loved going through backlog quick because I was just trying to get my hands on any kind of new music, but now I'm just in a in a cruise mode. And I want to just listen to my other shit, and it's it's been nice. Oh, different it's, it's, it's one's not better than the other it's just a different change of pace and i i, I dig i guess it wouldn't be a different mm-hmm. change of pace it would just be a change of pace right yeah it, that's true that's a little redundant should that go on the, should that go on the no-no list do people say a different change of pace or do they say a change of pace uh, i think they might just say a change of pace now that you said it again yeah i could have messed that up a different change of pace yeah, that, that it's is probably just, yeah it's probably just a change of pace it's like it's like the pre-existing and existing like it's just existing. It doesn't. Exist you preach in the you choir, either, baby. You preheat you the oven. You either exist or you don't. Yeah, pre. Yeah. What, what do you mean preheat the, the fucking list. oven? I hate. I. They, oh, I hate it, when people say preheat the it's, oven. You're it's not, either heat you're just or heating not. the fucking oven. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm adding that to the no-no list right now. The pre stuff. Like preheating an oven seems like you're gonna preheat it to heat it again. Yeah. Exactly. So you just oh, turn I it hate on it so much. I, I, whatever. I, I've gotten in so many fights with people about the pre preexist and preheat. I, I hate it so much. It I just bugs the hell out of me. It's up there with it is what it is. Pre, pre-existing, like so it didn't exist until right now, therefore it did not pre-exist? Yeah, you can either exist or not exist. That's it. It's the way she goes. It's the way she goes. Oof. So yeah, that's added to the no-no list. I just put that up there. Do you have a no-no list, actually, or are you just saying that? No, it's on our, it's on, it's on our main show notes. If you go to the very, oh. very bottom... Yeah, on our, shared, on our shared show notes at the very bottom of the document. So I don't know if you want to look at it real quick. But I do. I'm going to see if I, I can started it. I started it last week when we, when we brought it up. 
Oh, the no-no list. Oh, yeah. God, these are awful. I forgot about that first one. I forgot we talked about it last oh, week. Oh, it's so ugly. Stand up for what you believe in, even if you're standing alone. What are you, 12? Oh, I, <laughs> I hate it. I hate it so bad. It is what it is. Live, laugh, love. I am what I am. First thought, best thought. Preheat. Preexist. It's stupid. It's on yeah. the no-no list. Those are all bad. Yes, very, very bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I I have been getting through some backlog and stuff, and and this is this is a short list of of stuff that I've gotten through. It's only like five deep. Let's do it. What do you got? So yeah, they, uh, I I don't have that many because I'm I'm not not blown through my backlog. But uh, the first thing, okay. First things first. Um, oh, that needs to go to the yes, no list first. too. I'm, I thought sorry. it was there. That's Continue. why I just said it. That. Well, it was not there. Oh, yeah, okay. it's not there. Yeah, first things first. It's not there. No, it's not there. Uh, the Deftones. I got the Deftones, their first album, Adrenaline. Did you yeah. say Adrenaline or Adrenaline? Adrenaline? Well, I mean, <laughs> any normal person would say yeah, Adrenaline, yeah. Any normal person would say yeah, I got, I got, a, I got Adrenaline, and I, I, we, weren't, we weren't ranking the albums when we did, I don't even remember what fucking Deftones, Glass something, Eyeballs or something. What did we do? Glass Ponies? We did diamond, diamond, diamond eyes. Diamond there we go. I was close with the glass eyeballs. Wow. Eh, not really. Dude, diamond and glass are the same thing, interchangeable. And eyes and eyeballs are the same thing too. Um, adrenaline. I don't. Uh, it's weird because this is this is uh, the vocals are really stupid, but I I like them. I like that. I like that he just slows everything down. He kind of just whines the whole time. I dig, mm. and it's it's a it's a great sounding album. There's very little surface noise. I got it used, and I was super surprised. And I, I went to Grace Records like super early. I got there like nine fifteen because they open at ten. I was like, oh yeah. shit, because I want to make sure I got what I wanted to get. There's this, there's this guy that goes there, and it's an older guy. I feel like I'm voice is getting too loud sometimes. Yeah, your voice is really loud. Right, I turned it down a little bit. There's this there's this other old guy that gets there or that goes there and he gets there and he just starts picking through the new releases, right? Or the the the, the new putouts, mm-hmm. whatever they put out for the rest of the you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, new, new arrivals. arrivals. Help new me arrivals. out here. Throw me a bone. Yes. I did. Fuck. I helped you out. I threw you like the guy's out. picking through all the new arrivals and he takes out like 15, 20 records and then he goes in the corner and like sifts through them and looks at them and then discogs them and shit and then puts the ones back that he doesn't want and he ends up putting back like all but like two. But it's just that picking part that fucking irritates me. And so then I try to get there before mm-hmm. him. And I've told him before, too, like, like as I'm sifting through the new arrivals, he's like, do you mind? Because there's two rows. He's like, do you mind if I get the other row? I said, that's fine, man. But just so you know, if I see something I want, I get divs because I was here before you. He's like, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'm not going to fucking let you come and shice me like this, bro. <laughs> so I get there early because yeah. that fucker gets there at like 945 every single Friday. It's irritating. He's a little cuck. But I got this. And I was super happy. And it's great. This is, I, I don't. You listened to it twice, right? Three times. I, I listened to it twice because I, oh. that's my new thing. I listened to it once when I get it. And I listened to it again before I file it away just to make sure that I really, really want it. But it was so good. Listen to it a third time. I, I can't believe it. It's, I can't believe it. it. Dude, I don't know. I, it's, it's crazy. It is crazy how good this album is. And <clears throat> it is I went through good. like a couple other albums around the fur and then another one and just picked like two mm-hmm. or three songs, which maybe I shouldn't have done just that cherry picked and they didn't do it for me the way this one does. They just didn't do it. Yeah. Adrenaline is uh it kind of sits by itself. It the, around the fur has a lot of elements from adrenaline, but you can tell they're, they're 
there that's when the transition begins is on around the fur when it's more like you know it's more just airy and just more it's a slower and and louder vocals and that that's kind of what you get on starting on around the fur but adrenaline is just like straight up great new metal like through and through just excellent new metal it is good surprisingly good very good yeah yep 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 that was good um Amboy Dukes. I got another one. I got this a while ago, but I just now got through it because I forgot that I had it. But Call of the Wild, and this is their their sixth album. It's the one with like the mm-hmm. cheetah or the tiger on the cover. Yeah, it has the best song on it too. What's uh? Which one? Great white, great white buffalo. Is that on this album? Yeah, uh, right. Maybe I don't know. I, I, it's either this one or the other one, the Fang one. Actually, this one and the other one have fucking tigers on the front. Wait, Call of the Wild's like b- the blue background with oh, the tiger that one okay 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 yeah yeah i know what you're, okay yeah <laughs> they both have Ray fucking White tigers on, on the it. other one <laughs> yeah that's true that's true. stupid <laughs> but like this one was like three dollars and the other one it's called fang or something i can't remember but that one also was like three dollars and i mean it's hard rock this is a hard rock album there's pretty much none of the psychedelic beginnings of the amboy dukes but Mm-hmm. That's fine. Like Ted, or like the Nuge is writing all of the music here, aside from co-writing a couple songs. Whereas he used to be like half the writer of the songs and the albums, but now he's he's curating the music to match his play style, which means they just have a really dumbed down rhythm section. Think like Meg White to Jack White. That's kind of what. Well, I wouldn't go that far. But that's kind of what they're, he's going for here because. Mm. The bass is never squirrely. The bass never really goes off and does its own thing, aside from a couple licks here and there. Drumming is very mm-hmm. straightforward, very, very straightforward. But everything else is just playing up his guitar, his guitar playing, everything else setting him up. And he's not like a super crazy Eddie Van Halen wanker. He just he knows how to groove, and that's what this album is. Seriously, it just he knows how to groove, and he, jam, he can jam really well, too. It just sounds fun. It's all fun. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Great guitar. So yeah. Pick it up. And it's not, I, I don't know. I, it doesn't sound like it's him singing. I think it's the other guy singing and mm-hmm. he takes it super serious, but it sounds like he's taking it really serious. Like, uh, like, um, Ian from deep purple, how he's, how serious he takes it, <laughs> but it's almost like a joke because the music is not complicated. It's just, jam sessions with the guy that's singing who's taking it way too seriously so it kind of plays all into mm-hmm. like the fun factor i think yeah you know what's been fr- frustrating is that now that i've been on lookout for amboy dukes i haven't been able to see them i haven't found them anywhere all the record stores i've been to i, I, I they're nowhere to be found but, dude, but same, prior to that same. i've seen them everywhere for cheap I know. but now nothing it's i don't get it it's so annoying because all the had a bunch of them in the in the nude section and I was like, oh, I don't really like mm-hmm. Ted Nugent. Like, I know the Amboy Dukes have like a couple songs that are a little psychedelic, but if they're like Ted Nugent stuff, nah, I'm good. And then now that I that I want to find the earlier ones, they're gone, completely Nowhere gone. To be found, yep. It's so annoying. This vinyl collecting stupid. Stupid. Um, so dumb. Speaking of psychedelic rock, Blue Cheer, Blue Cheer. This is uh, they're out. Their their album is called Outside Inside. It's their second album, 1968. It's called Outside Inside because half of it was recorded inside the studio and half of it was recorded just open air outside. 
and clever. It's yeah, no, it's it's these, this band is fucking good though. Their their first album, Vince okay. Bless Eruptum, that's uh, I don't know if you have it or not. Maybe no, I don't have I don't have any of the records. But they say like this is this is that that first record is like the one of the first, if not the first, heavy metal album, like ever. I think I remember you talking about that one. And it's good. It's just like, like the first one is great. I think this one is fantastic. It's still psych rock, like their first album, but this one is just it's just tighter. It's more focused and tighter. Like they got better at their at their instruments, and mm-hmm. it's just there's still a lot of heavy metal on this. It's still very heavy. There's still a lot of distortion, and these guys rock. There's, it's 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 fantastic. An interesting tidbit because it'll tie into my next one. But Blue Cheer was the mm-hmm. name of a laundry detergent, I guess, back in like colonial eras in the Renaissance times. No, I'm just kidding. Like early on. <laughs> I was going to say that's way too early. <laughs> in probably like the I 40s gonna, and 50s. I was going to kind of see where you were going with that. In like the 40s and 50s. I don't know fucking <laughs> when it was. But it was also a brand of LSD, a variant of LSD that the Grateful Dead sound guy, Bear, used to produce in the Frisco mm. area. And since Blue Cheer, the band is from the Frisco area. Oh. People think that they named their band after the variant of LSD that was made. It would make sense by the guy from it would the Grateful make Dead. A lot of sense, but it's a good album, dude. So there, is that is that your your Grateful Dead connection? Yeah. Or did you actually listen to like a a Dead Family album? You are correct, baby. My next one is Jerry Garcia. Run for the roses. Oh, yeah. This is his fourth and final solo album. He did a couple albums after this. But it was with other mm-hmm. people, and it wasn't credited as like Jerry Garcia. It was you know, like Jerry and Mel or something else. This is his official solo Jerry. album, his <laughs> final one, "Run for the Roses," and okay, it's like I'm fifty fifty on this one. I think fifty percent of these songs are pretty shit. Like they're just not good at all. They're bad jazz fusion rock or whatever he's trying to go for, dude. But then the other stuff is just. The other half is just some of the best stuff he's done. It's just really good grooves. So I'm okay. going to keep it, but... For now. For now. Yeah, for, for, the, for sure this one's on like the shit list. Cause it's, <laughs> just, just get rid of it, dude. You're not going to listen to it. If again. I find out, like once I discogs, if I find out it's worth some money, then I'll probably, I, I, I would get rid of this. If it's like a $5 record, I mean, then I'm going to keep it. How often are you ever going to go back to most of the, the dead family stuff? Seriously. Dude, I get in these moods. Yeah. I get in these moods of, of like Almond Brothers is the same one. Like I think about, I want to get rid of a lot of the Almond Brothers other albums that aren't that great, and then I think, damn, like, you know, the Almond Brothers are fucking good. Let me get into them again, and then I start listening and I listen to all their stuff, and I, I get in these moods, man. You get in these moods, dude. It's yeah, hard to get I rid agree. of. I agree. I get in those moods too. It's hard to get rid of, but yeah, it's good. Check it out. You won't check it out though. It's not yeah. a big deal. I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I just I don't get it. I don't get grateful then. That's right. That's right. Um, so I had two picks. I don't know if you listened to my other pick of the week, but I listened to both. I of added them, yeah. one today just because I always talk about them. You haven't listened to them really yet, and mm-hmm. we're gonna do it on the pod at some point. But I don't want to wait that long because they're really good, and I really really like them. And so JFA, the band JFA, I talk about them often now that we're doing the vinyl collecting. And this is uh, their album. It's it's just untitled, 1984. You know that's cool, I guess. But <laughs> the song I chose is called "The Day Walt Disney Died." Um, that, like I said, it's from their second album, and this is uh, 
this is what I like about JFA because because half of this album the album's like twenty two minutes long. It's not a long album, but half of the album is is just straightforward, very aggressive, black flag sounding punk music. But then they do these little things here and there, and like this is an example. This is not of like it. that at all. Yeah, this is this is an example of of how Southern California surf culture influence greatly influenced skate culture which eventually bled over into Arizona. And then now you can hear a punk band who is not from Southern California, who at the time probably has never even seen a fucking beach are now playing music that has like roots and like surf culture. And it's just cool. Mm. I think it's, I think it's fascinating just as from like a, a music fan standpoint, a geographical sense. I think it's cool. And I think the song's killer. This band is amazing. The song is really good. The song is great. So I'm going to play a little bit of it right now. Uh, here's uh, The Day Walt Disney Died from the JFAs. The day Walt Disney died from JFA. It's good stuff, man. You like it? I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about doing one of the records. What, which one do you want to do eventually? Um, I mean, my favorite is still their first Valley of the Yakes or the Yaks. Okay. But I mean, right. you know, we could do whatever. Whatever. They only have like four easy. records, and a ton of EPs, and there's not a lot of info on them aside from interviews they did. I guess they still play shows too, like randomly. They're they were formed in oh. I think in 1981, so this would be their 40th anniversary. And the main dude, I think his name is Brandon or something. He he still does interviews with like, you know, like the like the OC register or not the OC register, but what, what's the OC Times like the small independent stuff they give out to like OC not OC Times. Oh, um, I know what you're talking what the about. What is that called? I know exactly what. Like a local newspaper, like like a zine yeah, it's almost, a local, just yeah, like yeah. A, a better zine, I guess. I have no idea what it's called, though. Damn. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I forgot, but I know exactly what you're talking about. But he about. still does like interviews and stuff, and they still, I guess they still play shows very rarely because they're like 50 now or 60 or whatever, but that's not that <laughs> old, actually. And um, I hear the guys on, on the Punk Till I Die podcast talk about them. Really? Every once in a while, yeah. Yeah, they talk about them, and then they had a, they had, they were interviewing some guy, and he was... 
he's he's from Tempe and he still lives in Tempe and he he talked a little bit about JFA as well oh. and how they uh, and how he, he saw them I guess a few years ago yeah yeah and it's I, I it's just, I don't know I, I think it's I think it's really really cool to grow up in Southern California and to not like take advantage of the history. And, and or take it for granted. I should not take it. Take take it for granted the history of music in Southern California, but it just it just naturally soaked into us. We never we never thought about it too much because we lived it. We were there for so long, and it's just it was easy for us to soak it in. And then moving out here to Arizona, where the history is is like one percent <laughs> of the richness of Southern California, but then still find a yeah. band like JFA who can still kind of like they're like a black flag kind of and black flag as we talked about did a good job at very very subtle surf rock in their punk music and like jfa mm. they're not from southern california so the fact that that culture bled over here in any kind of way is just i think it's fascinating it's pretty rad yeah and also considering how small of a population arizona has oh, especially yeah. out in the 80s you know 70s and 80s yeah, with no with no internet, with no cell phones, with no you know, like like yeah. they got all their information from basically surf, skate videos, Thrasher magazine. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I was just thinking too, like, imagine living in Arizona in the seventies. Like how fucking hot that was. Is, because is there anybody over here in the seventies? They're probably just oh, Phoenix and Flagstaff, and that is it. <laughs> like you see, you see pictures of Phoenix, like in the seventies, and and this it's it's like two buildings, and they're tiny. <laughs> God damn, it, I'm sure. I, the only reason I say that is because like there was probably like, no real air conditioner, so it's just like misery for four months. Yeah, you'll be dead for sure. <laughs> uh, what a state! <laughs> Fuck this damn. state. <laughs> All right, so my last pick. This is my right, original yes. pick. I, I'm still getting into this genre, and I like exotica? it. I dig it. Well, it's not technically solely exotica. There's a lot of it, but it is it is kind of based in that. But yeah. uh, this guy Esquival, his name is Juan Garcia Esquival. He's um, just a Mexican band leader from the 50s and 60s. This album came out in 1959, and the song's called What You Call It, and this is what he does best. He they call him like the godfather of space age pop because mm-hmm. of, of all the weird stuff that he kind of does. And it doesn't seem that weird now, but like, nineteen fifty nine or fifty eight. Yeah, when he started doing stuff in like, you know, the mid fifties, it's just fucking bizarre. And mm-hmm. he's he he was kind of piggybacking on the exotica phase or not I shouldn't yeah, it was kind of a phase on the, on the exotica phase and and just extrapolating on that sound to make it unique in his own and what he does really well and, and local record store boy Desi from Uncle Aldo's Attic put some stuff on and let me hear just kind of exactly what he was doing and mm-hmm. he makes really good use of the stereo and when people do stereo you know they put a guitar in one and the bass in the other and they call that stereo like that's fine whatever but what this guy was doing was was like transitioning and, and if you listen with headphones you can really really hear it you can hear the vocals and there's not a lot of vocals but you can hear like the vocal talking as if they're walking so it goes from like the left side to the right side all while like the piano is getting louder on the right 
and then transitioning to the left. There's a lot of back and forth. And he was kind of like the only person to really, really get into the stereo aspect and, and, and make full use of it. And it's, it's pretty fucking great. I've seen this record in the wild before, but I never, I never thought about buying it. But now that you brought it up like a, a week ago or whenever you put this up in the notes, I've, been actively searching for it now i can't find it anywhere it's because it looks like any other record from this area it looks boring as it's like he's sitting know. looking at a telescope or something it looks stupid <laughs> i know it's it looks very dumb yeah but this was uh th- this song was fuck, it was fantastic i loved it this is this is everything i love about like this genre or this like era of music it's so cool it is so cool it's so weird and I don't know. I'm just gonna play. I'm gonna play a little bit of a what you call it from. Uh, wait, 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 how do you, uh, es, Esquivel? Esquivel. Right? Esquivel. Esquivel. There we go. Here we go. That is so cool. It's so cool. I does the entire record sound like this? I've, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. Yes, yes. Ah, oh, dude, it's so cool. It's you, so cool, man. It's. Uh, I I actually listened to this also on Spotify because I I noticed that there was a lot of cool tricks he was using for the stereo sound, and I was like, dude, this could probably sounds so cool with headphones on. Then I did. I listened to it with headphones on, and. <laughs> It's just so fucking rad. It's just, oh, I love the way he utilizes like the stereo. It's so cool. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really, really cool. That kind of, um, that kind of goes into the, the album of the week that we're doing because from what I was like reading about the Beatles is that when they were mixing all the, the Beatles records for most of the Beatles records, they, they mixed it in mono because they felt that stereo was like a gimmick that it wasn't going to last. So they, they mixed everything in mono. That's it's, it's kind of it's weird to think about that now, but it is weird because stereo is like one of the best things to happen to music. It's yeah, amazing. No, and nobody nobody mixes or releases their shit in mono unless they're doing it like in an ironic way. Can, nobody does yeah, that because it's stupid, and fucking dumb. Yeah. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Now this was fantastic. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. 
Cool. Yeah, just ask your so. ask your local record store owner where all like the weird um damn Desi put it in a certain way that he's like, Oh yeah, just asking your record store owner where and then he said this section is and then they'll mm-hmm. they'll point you the direction. So they wherever like the Arthur Lyman stuff is and the Esquival and the, the Exotica lounge section is. Yeah, most places have like a a small exotica section or it's usually listed under exotica lounge easy listening. That's usually what's listed and then You'll find your Martin Denny's, Jackie Gleason, you know, shit like that. Good stuff. Arthur Lyman, like you said. Yeah, very good stuff. I I love this genre of music so much. It's it's so cool. So I'm glad you're finally getting into good music. I mean, so, it, I, I probably would never would have even given this like a chance just because, I don't know, it's just a different genre of music that I just, I wouldn't even get into, but like Martin Denny was it like the exotic. I do like a lot of his stuff. I just, and then I told Desi about like, we were talking about Martin Denny. He's like, Oh yeah, I love Martin Denny. And I was like, I do too. I just can't fucking stand the birds. And he's like, dude, the birds are the best part. I was like, Oh my God, you're so fucking lame. You're so annoying. Wait, he he was saying he likes Martin Denny yet. He talked shit on me that day. I bought like eight Martin Denny records. Remember he like made fun of me. Dude, all, Cause he like, he likes all of that this stuff. Fucking guy. Remember how, this remember how, remember guy. how excited the only time I've ever heard him or the only time I've ever encountered him, like butting into a conversation was about the, uh, oh, yeah. the Dick Hyman. The Dick one. Hyman. Yeah. Moongas. So like he he likes this style of music. He's an old guy. He probably grew up with it. <laughs> that was so funny how he he was so excited about Dick Hyman that day. Dude, he was like a dog who hears like a cheese wrapper open. Like his ears perked <laughs> right I, up. And I wasn't even we weren't even talking very loud. You know? <laughs> we were loud. just having like a normal conversation. I'm like, Oh yeah, you should definitely get this. I got it. It's great. You should buy it. And then he just like jumped on it. <laughs> That was so funny. He he likes this style. And th- there was another one too that I want to buy, but I, I was I, I already stocked myself up with enough of them. But it was uh, it was another guy who does a ping pong theme, and in the, in stereo, if you stand between the speakers, you can hear the ping pong go back and forth like somebody's playing ping pong. But then they build a song <laughs> around so that, right? And so like they build an entire like percussive song around the ping pong back and forth, and it's just. It's such an amazing use of stereo that I don't think I've ever heard anything that great in my life. It was so It's interesting good. for for an old song, you know, that's something that you would hear like a random band start doing nowadays. But yeah, to like have somebody do that back 60, in the 50s, 70 years ago is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty wild. <laughs> that's so cool though. Oh boy. What what a what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. <laughs> all this all, unlimited supply of music at our fingertips and here we are using our fingertips to dig through music that is sometimes not even on Spotify and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. Very, very true. Good stuff. That's good stuff. All right. So is that all you got? Yeah, that's it for me. Okay. Uh, I'll get through this, my stuff pretty quick. Um, this one I know you're upset about. This is a Kanye. I picked up a Kanye record. I picked up Yeezus, his sixth record from 2013. This is my favorite Kanye record. Even and, more than Graduation? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Graduation was my 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 third. Yeah. It was it was Yeezus. Oh no. Um, I thought it was graduation. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeezus I'm sorry. and then college dropout. No, it was Yeezus graduation and college dropout. That's what it was. Yeezus was your first. It was my number one. Yeah, and you were so mad about it because it's wrong. It's so fucking wrong. <laughs> it's such a good record. Oh my god, it's so good. I love it. I love this album. It's a bootleg because he never he never actually pressed it. 
Well, he's never going to. And um, no, he's never going to. That's and I got it for forty bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, when when you see how much it goes for online, it's like double. So, I'm not complaining. I'm glad I have it. Now I just got to get graduation, and then I'm good. I'm good with my Kanye. I don't need anything else. So. I think it's a great record. It it does sound a little bit quiet, or I thought it did because I was trying to think that it was, and then I put on another record, like an actual record I know sounds good after, and it really wasn't dynamic wise. It really wasn't that much different. So, it's a good pressing. It's it's a nice purple variant, very very nice. So, thanks okay. to Glasshouse Records for this All one. Right. They hooked me up. Uh, also, when I, when I went to go pick up this record because I bought it online, so I went there, did some shopping, and I picked up this. What what you and I always do, we, we pick up like random hip hop from like the 80s and 90s. Uh, that's like five bucks or less. So that's what I did. And I picked up this guy named Dr. Ice. I mean, what a cool name. And uh, <laughs> it was a really dumb cover. And the album's called The Mike Stalker. And there's not much written about this guy. Uh, he only came out with two records. And this is the first one. Came out in ni- 1989. And uh, apparently he was he was originally part of a part of this hip hop group from Brooklyn called UTFO. Have you ever heard of them? No. Apparently they 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 had like a strong underground following in the eighties, and then he then they kind of like split, and he did his own couple records. And uh, yeah, this wasn't that good. I just I'll say right now I'll, I'll probably purge it. If oh, you want it, you I definitely I'll I'm give it to for you for sure. Interested. Yeah, I mean, if you want, it, yeah, go go for it. You can, I'll give you it for like two bucks or something, but, or I'll just give it to you for free. Fuck it. I don't care. I mean, I would charge but, you at least half of what I paid for it. So you should just charge okay. me for at least half of what you paid for it. But okay. I'll give you for $2 for $2. Okay. You can have it for $2. I'll put it on your list. First of all, his name is fucking cool. Dr. Ice. Yeah. And then what, when did this come out? 1989. Okay. So that was right around. Cause it's, it's called, it's called Mike Stalker, right? You said. The Mike Stalker. So yeah. that's, I mean, first of all, that's kind of a shitty thing to do with Richard Ramirez and the Night Stalker thing going on <laughs> in the late think 80s. About that. Like that's, that could be one of the reasons why he never took <laughs> off because that's wow, yeah, I didn't bad timing, about bro. That. Bad timing. Terrible timing. <laughs> wow. But definitely. Well, he could have thought, I mean, it, it could have gone really well too. Like, Something that provocative could have gone really well. I, no, not not it didn't. not a black man <laughs> hip hop late eighties after Richard <laughs> Ramirez. No way. There's no way. Yeah, it it really didn't work out for him. So <laughs> it was whatever. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it's just like I have I have some good hip hop from this era, and this is like bottom of that list. So yeah, like I'll just Jiggle stick with what Tony. I have right now. Jiggle Tony, man, that that record's so good. <laughs> God, I love Jiggle Tony. It's so good. <laughs> And then the guy fucking Grace made fun of us. The fucking asshole. He's like, oh, you picking up all the gigolos today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ass. Fucking guy. Yeah. So I got that one. Um, these next two, I both I got them both from, uh, where did I get them from? Oh, I got one from Glasshouse and another one I got from White Rabbit. They're two different Sun Ra records. I've had, I've, I have quite a few in my backlog that I haven't even listened to yet. And these were two of them. Uh, the first one is uh, Linguidity. Linquidity, and uh, this one is this is the Sunra I kind of I like because it's more jazz based. It's more easygoing. It's not as crazy and wild and avant garde and obnoxious. I don't really know where this sits in his catalog because he has like like we talked about last week. He just has so much fucking music, 
And uh, but this one's really good. It it's it actually has its own Wikipedia page. It gets very high high rankings, so mm. people love this record. It is a really good record though, and it was very cheap. So got that one. Um, the other one is a record of his called "Other Planes of There," and uh, I mean I got this one fairly cheap too. It was new. It was sealed, and I got this for, for I got this one from White Rabbit, and I like White Rabbit. They they've they've never done me dirty. They're they're a great place. I've discovered a lot of cool music. The guy who who runs the place is super cool. But this one was ext- this is the most warped record I've ever received. <laughs> I remember I sent you the video of yeah. it. I I mean it didn't affect the play or it didn't do anything like that, but it's it's unbelievable how horribly warped it is. I've never seen anything like it. I and I can't believe it didn't it didn't jump. The needle didn't jump on it. I mean like like I have some warped records, but it's just one and it's a gradual incline and a decline. And I feel confident yeah. playing, and it's, I, don't, I don't think it's going to do much. But that one looks like a bunch of fucking whoop-de-doos that Travis Pastrana would hit in like the '90s. <laughs> like that was no. bad. It's so bad. I've never seen anything like it. I, I only listened to the first half, and honestly, that was enough for me because this is one of those Sun Ra records that is just—it's too—it's too, too wacky for me. It's too much. I, I just I can't get into that kind of jazz, that avant-garde stuff. So Take I don't it back. know. I, I'm. I'm probably gonna take it back. Yeah. Take it back and just explain, like, dude, this is this is going crazy. Like, can I just pick yeah. out something else of comparable value? I'm, That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, yeah. and and the, the guy there is super chill because I mean, I go there like once a week, so he knows I'm not gonna be shysting him because I would never do that. So yeah. hopefully it goes well. Fingers crossed. Uh, these next two I picked up off of Discogs because uh, one of them was much cheaper than it normally goes for. And the other one was I wanted to save on shipping, so I picked it up. And they're two different Nirvana C- Nirvana CDs, mm. fucking records. Um, I picked up Incesticide and I picked up the Unplugged record. Uh, Incesticide, this Incesticide was going for like thirty five, forty dollars cheaper than it normally goes for. Yeah. So I had to, I had to pick it up. Uh, plays at forty five. I love that. I mean, it's a comp. Technically, it's a comp, but oh, not technically. Like, it is a comp. Yeah. Okay. It is. <laughs> It is a comp, but it's a great comp. It's one, probably one of the best comps of all time. And uh, yeah, it, it's super rad. I'm, I'm glad I have it. I've I've almost completed my Nirvana collection now that I have unplugged and incessant. What else do you need? need? I just want to get that one live record that from from the Muddy Banks uh. of the Wishka. That's all I need to complete my collection. I don't care about the live at Reading or any, any of that other stuff. I just want that that Wishka one, and then I'm good. I'm good to go. So both sounded fantastic. I loved it. I mean, I love Nirvana and I love these records and I got nothing bad to say. So uh, this next one here is uh, from Billy Corgan, his solo, his last solo record, uh, Cotillion, Cotillions, came out in 2018. Uh, and this is all acoustic based. Uh, and it's, it's kind of con- like old school country here and there. And you might actually like this, Jeff. You mm. might at least appreciate it. Because it's just it's just him and an acoustic guitar with some other, like sometimes he'll have like some people on to sing along with him, like sing harms, or there's some like lead guitar playing, but other than that, there's no. It's it's very 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 stripped down, and you might you might actually like it. It's a great record. What's it called? Cotillion, Cotillions. C O T I L L I O N S. I'll put I'll put on my listens playlist. I hope so. I hope so. It's his, It's the only solo record that's on streaming sites. His other solo record isn't on on streaming. So, um, so yeah, I got that one. 
And then uh, going back to White Rabbit, I picked up. Uh, I was I was actually leaving for the day. I you know done all my my searching. Been there for like an hour. Did everything I could. I walk up. I'm paying for my stuff, and I'm. I noticed like behind the counter there was a Blink record, and it was Blink's California. So I, I said, "Oh, is that for sale?" I mean, I'm willing to buy it. Like, how much? How much do you want? Do you want for it? And he's like, eh, fifteen bucks." Oh my god! Like this guy, right, I'm down. I'm I'm down. So I took it for fifteen. It, it's the standard edition, which I wanted the deluxe. But for fifteen, 15 bucks, bucks, dude, come on, fifteen bucks. Yeah, it was still in its original shrink wrap. I mean, it was open, but it was still in its original shrink from Urban Outfitters. And uh, and yeah, so it plays perfect. No, it's black. Um, but I mean, I got it for fifteen, and it, it goes it goes online for like forty five, fifty bucks. So quite a steal there, and I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked on it. So now I'm pretty much good with my blink. I got all the blink I want. Oh, you're so, almost done. I'm done. Oh well, no, because I have no. I I have Mark, Tom, and Travis show, so I'm good. Well, you need also nine and. Well, that's not a blink record. <laughs> That's a, that's actually a Feldy and Friends record, but whatever. Dogs. You'll you'll realize that one day. Uh, let's see here. This this next one I'm not actually going to keep, but I wanted to talk about it. Uh, it's this band called Stick to Your Guns. I got this. Uh, it, the record is called The Hope Division, and I got this record from that big that big lot that big lot I got a few weeks ago for very cheap, mm-hmm. and uh, and I played it. it. This is actually a pretty good, pretty solid metalcore record. I'd only ever heard of this band, but I never listened to them until this week. And right when I, right off the bat, I'm like, oh, these guys are from Orange County. Like they were straight out of like the Orange County metalcore scene. And sure enough, yeah, <laughs> they started in like 2000. Their first record came out in 2005. Um, and they were just part of that scene. And it, you could just tell it was really good. But there were moments like some of the clean vocal parts that you're like, oh, this is so, this is them trying to be like a Treyu or 18 Visions or something like that. But it was good. It, it was it was a pretty solid. This is their third record. Came out in 2010. This is the red variant. So I'm not gonna keep it. But if anybody wants to pay me for what it's going for online, I'm more than willing willing to you know trade you some of that cash. Soliciting for, uh, on, on a side business on the pod now is that what we do? <laughs> Fuck it. Who cares? Okay. Who cares, All right. I want I want to because this will pay for the lot. This one record. How much will pay is that worth? Lot. Like 250, 200, 250. Two hundred and fifty dollars. That's how much it's going for. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah, no, it's true. But this variant, the red variant of this record, yeah. Wow. It's fucking stupid. Yeah, it's fucking dumb. Is but it pays for that. Pays for my the lot that I bought. If it was going for like five dollars, would you have just kept it, or you still get rid of it? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I was I was telling Tammy like if this is going, for, if I would buy this for like fifteen bucks, like a regular okay, a regular copy for like fifteen. Yeah, so you businessman. It's 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 a good record. It's a good record, but I mean, if I can get two hundred bucks for it, and then buy it again for fifteen, I'm gonna do it. Of course, I mean, silly boy time. Yeah, I know. Giving up two that two hundred dollars you could use to buy some like crazy Mar or some crazy (laughs) Omar record, and then be happy. Yeah, or I can buy, I could buy a toy pad, the the deluxe toy pad. That is true. You know exactly, and more and more. So, okay, yeah. Anybody out there want to give me two hundred bucks for this record, man? That's crazy. Hit me up. Wow. This lot has been insane. Um, Man, and then the nice. last thing here, the la- come, to get out of here, you've you get you've got gotten so many things. I'm all dried up. I got nothing. <sighs> okay, okay. Well, this th- this leads to my pick of the week. Oh God! Uh, this is also something from that same lot. It's Skrillex. It's his EP, uh, "Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites." 
a second EP came out in 2010, October 2010. And uh, yeah, this one has the has just banger after banger on it. It's this like, I mean, this, this album came out after the summer of the loco, but it kind of defined that entire year of just us hanging out and partying and just having a good time. Yeah. The, the stuff, the songs off this record, so much nostalgia. I mean, this, this, the vinyl like packs a punch too. Uh, does it sound, sound so good? Nice. It sounds so, oh, nice. so annoying. So I listened nice. the entire EP today. <laughs> it's so good, man. And it just starts off with the song rock and roll. I mean, that that's, that's my song of the week, but I mean, what, what a way to start out an EP too. And then, I, I just I didn't even know this, but he recorded this entire record or this entire EP on his laptop in his apartment. <laughs> that was it. Like it was just all just probably had some like a hundred dollar pair of headphones and puts this out. It's crazy, it's just, crazy shit. Dude, he like he hit he checked all of the boxes of what's going to make him successful. He's capitalizing on all of the fans that liked him when he was like in his you know in from first to last from the first punk last. era, and then everybody that listened to Daft Punk are going to like Skrillex and then just the, the overall boom of like techno music and house music. Cause that was really big too. when at this time and even years yeah. before that. So he's just, he's bringing everybody together into, into something and, that's so jarring. And he just like ushered in, he ushered in dubstep, you know, that was, it was him. I don't know if he was necessarily the originator, no, but he definitely, definitely he not, ushered it in. definitely not the originator. And, I don't think even his dubstep is like traditional dubstep. Of course not. It's 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 a little different, but yeah, I mean, dude, Skrillex just—he was in the right place at the right time, and then capitalized on that exponentially, and so, mm-hmm. like solidified himself in the music business, and just made very obnoxious music. <laughs> obnoxious, but so much fun. All right. So here's a little bit of a of rock and roll from the Skrillexes. Yeah. 
there you go. Rock and roll from Skrillex. What a good, catchy song. I love it. Yeah. I love Skrillex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This EP, the Recess, e- or not, or no, this EP, the Bangering EP, and his album Recess, man. Just unstoppable. Just great fucking shit from him. Love it. Yeah, there's not. Love it. There's not many times where I, I, I remember exactly where I was and how I felt when I first did something or experienced something. But the first time I ever heard Skrillex, I remember exactly where I was, who showed mm-hmm. it to me, how I felt. And that was at, uh, at the party. Not the, the, the secondary party house, I guess. The, 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 Angels, the Angels house, remember? Oh, Angels house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, yeah. his brother heard of Skrillex before anybody did and then told Angel about it. Angel at first was kind of apprehensive and then I guess eventually realized that it's phenomenal and then told me or probably all of us when we were over at that, that house. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but the living room had nothing in it and it was just a place for us yeah, to oh, yeah. listen to music and mosh and act like assholes and get really <laughs> drunk and, but not break anything cause there's nothing in there. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember him playing this, and I, dude, it literally blew my fucking mind. Like, I had no... <laughs> There's nothing like I it. I had never heard anything like this, ever. Yeah. And it was yeah, it was obviously Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites. It wasn't rock and roll, but... Like, if, dude, Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites, I think is Skrillex's flagship song. Oh, totally. It's not my favorite, totally. but it's definitely his flagship song, and it's just so... It's so unique. It's so unique mm. and it's so bizarre, and it's it's oh my god, dude! This EP is so good. <laughs> we we gotta do Skrillex sometime. We've never done like an electronic record like this. It's hard because it's not. I mean, I've had Daft Punk on the thing for a long time, and Discovery's an easy I one know. to do, but it is it is hard. It is hard, especially because we don't understand the genre that well. It's like doing a jazz record. Like we don't understand it well enough. I feel to to give it. To give it its due justice, but, I mean that, I that would be that would be fun to do an electronic record because then we can really get into all of the different genres of of what I term techno. Everything is just techno, <laughs> but then there's like house and there's hard house and there's gabber and then there's fucking I don't know. It's all techno. There's too much shit. It's techno. That's what, that's what it is. Bro, it's techno. Nobody yeah. listens to techno, Moby. Whatever. I knew, I knew I knew you were gonna do that. Well, you have I to. Knew you were gonna you have to. That. You always do. Yeah, I do. Okay, so that, that's all I got. That's all I got for my vinyls and uh, and my song of the week. Fuck. So let's get into some new music and other happenings in the music world. Uh, you said you didn't want to play any of these songs, right? Uh, no, I don't. Well, I do, and I'm gonna play one of them. So, uh, actually, well, I forgot. Billie Eilish put out a new record called Happily Happy Happier Than Ooh. Ever. Uh, I haven't listened to it, but you did, and you have mixed feelings, right? I um. So her her other album, where do we go when we fall asleep? Yeah, that good was it, it. Is a good record. I think sonically, it sounds fantastic. Um, production wise, superb. Everything about mm-hmm. it is great. Her vocals aren't the best. They're not. They don't. It's the weakest part of the song. They're not horrible, but they're not. They're not really good. I I, I could do without them. Mm. This one, like she's like doubling down on those on those vocals, and she like right from the beginning, and with within like ten seconds, you think that the first song is a joke. Like, is this a fucking joke? Is this is she really doing this? <laughs> and the problem is, here's what the problem is: the problem is the okay. production isn't 
supporting it that well. The production is more made for somebody who can sing and kind of intertwine itself with the beats and the melodies and everything like that. This is just disjointed. The production is doing one thing and Billie Eilish is singing the way Billie Eilish always sings. And so mm, okay. they have this bossa nova type song and in and, and our group or our Facebook groups, somebody talked about this. And the problem with the bossa nova type song is the production is halfway there. So it needs her to pick up the slack and really bring the song forward, which it could be because there are parts mm-hmm. of it that sound fantastic. It's like, Oh cool. This is a great 2021 take on some classic bossa nova, but she like hurts the music and this one, whereas in her last one, she doesn't hurt any of the music. She just doesn't add anything to it in this album. She for sure hurts the music. And that's my biggest problem. Interesting. With it. Now I'm really interested because before I, I just didn't really care. But now I'm I'm really interested to to hear this. This was like a solid attempt at say, hey, let's now write this album together. And I think they did the last one. Mm-hmm. They said, hey, let's write this album together. And then Phineas, the brother and sister combo, they sat down and they wrote songs. But I think he played to her. I don't want to say strengths, but he played to her strengths and wrote an album around that. This time he okay. played to his own strengths because production wise. And the beats and everything else, I think it's fucking great. It's so good. But because she Yeah, he's really great. But because she doesn't bring anything to the table, it dumbs his stuff down. If she brought some like <sighs> Billy Holiday vocals to this, like there's some really good jazz tunes that could have been some of the best shit we've heard in ten plus years. But she brings nothing. Okay. She's man, I hate to like rag on her so much, but she's dude, she she's just not good. She's just not good. She just, I mean, I don't know if it's even on the young, first record, her vocals were the worst part of it, but they weren't like bad because no, they weren't bad, but they were the, but I mean, everything else is so good that it overshadowed her vocal. Cause he was playing to, to her, I guess her weakness actually, because she can only do one thing. So he wrote music around that one thing. Now mm-hmm. it's like he was writing music, assuming that she's going to bring the heat. And so he brought the heat. <laughs> And on its own, if you take out her vocals, his beats are, they're okay. They're not as good as, as the last mm-hmm. album, but that's not the point. Like the last album were good because they were very pop heavy. They were very accessible beats. These are way more complex. There's a lot more going on, but she didn't bring the heat. So he just, she left him, she left him drowning. Now it looks like an idiot. <laughs> Definitely worth a listen, but it's just... Uh. Like I dig the brother sister duo. That's fucking dope. But yeah. the dude needs to need, needs to go off on his own. <laughs> I agree. I agree with you on that. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so some new music that's that's come out. Uh, let's let's just start with this one because I want to play it. It's uh, Jerry Casale. Is that, how you that was it? that was great. That was a fantastic. Very accent. Italian. Yes. <laughs> Uh, th- he's uh, he's from Devo, uh, if you didn't know that, and uh, he put out a new solo song, a new solo record. Uh, this is one of the songs from it. Uh, Josh Freeze, I think he produced this song, and he played drums on the whole record, if I'm not mistaken. And this song is really, really, really good. It's very catchy and very silly, but I mean that's Devo. That's what Devo is. They're catchy. They're silly. They're I don't know. They're they're just such an, an interesting band. So here's here's a little bit of the song. Uh, I'm gonna pay you back from uh, Jerry Casale. So here we go. A bullet for your war of attrition and 
your exploitation of the human condition. A duplicitous man on a curious mission, waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm gonna pay you back. I'm gonna pay you back. There you go. I'm gonna pay you back from Jerry Casale from Devo, dude. This song has been stuck in my head all week. I, I can't tell you how many times I've either listened to the song or watched that video. You know, I, I've been absolutely obsessed with it. I just, I just thought of it now, but that part, I'm gonna pay you back. It sounds yeah. like another pop song, another song, like a Kesha or a Fergie song. But then whatever it is, I'm gonna pay you back, and then it ends with uh. And then it goes into the song itself. And I can't, I, I don't know what it is right now, but it sounds. Do you know what I think it sounds? I think it sounds like a Les Claypool song. The song Jilly's on Smack. Do you remember that song? Uh-uh. Oh, no, it's not. It's a Primus song, not a Les Claypool. It's it's off the Green Naga Hyde record. And the 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 chorus in that song sounds a lot like this. It's like, Jilly's on Smack. She's never coming back. For the holidays. Like the, the part when he's, when he goes into that that transition part is the same way that Les sings the part in Jilly's, Jilly's on Smack. I feel like, yeah, the, the melodies are very similar between those two songs. And I feel like if you go listen to that Primus song, you're, you'll you'll connect the dots right away. Man. But, damn, dude, that's, I mean, I love this song. I haven't listened to the record yet because I'm afraid, like, it won't, it won't be nearly as good as this song, but I've been absolutely obsessed with it. I love it. I mean, it's 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 fun. <laughs> it's there's, so there's yeah, there's nothing wrong so with it. Good. It's it's fun, and and this is, I mean, there's a lot of Devo influence in this, obviously, and and yeah, some of those early Devo records are like this. I mean, I don't know. I I I don't know. I haven't listened to a lot of Devo, but if or a lot of early Devo sounds like this, I'm so down to listen to more. I've only heard. I just, I'm I'm blown away by this. I've song. only heard three Devos. Two from the seventies, and then one in like the mid to late eighties. That one mm-hmm. sucked, but the two, the first, their first two records, I think, are fucking fantastic and very much on this kind of plane yeah. with a little more punk edge. A little more of Mark Mothersbaugh too, and his weird vocals. Yeah, I mean that's that's there too, but like musically, there's a little bit of a punk edge to Diva. Like there's. There's there's bits yeah. and pieces here and there that that make you think oh this, this this I could I wouldn't be surprised if this started out as a punk band and then transitioned into this. 
Well, that's kind of what they were, I think. I, everything I, I've heard of, they were like traditionally a punk band. I don't, I don't know prior to their first album, but the Are We Men? Are We Not Men? Are We Diva? Are We? I don't know what the fuck that's called. Yeah, it's Are We Not Men? That is that is not a punk record. That is for sure like a new wave record. But mm-hmm. there's there's punk in there. Got to do a Devo record sometime too. Dude, what the fuck's so dude? It's like an L- LCD sound system song. It's a man. I don't, I don't, dude. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. I just keep thinking of Jilly's on Smack. Killing. That's me. all they keep thinking of is that song. Shut up and let me go. Uh, that's it. No, that's it. That's fucking it. No, yes, it's not. it is. It's not it. That no, is it. Not. No, it's not. No, dude, it's what not. did I just say, Tyler? I know what you said, but it's not right. That is. You can say a lot of things, but that's not right. The f- no, it's not. That's it. Shut up and let me. Who is that? That's fucking. <laughs> Isn't that? Um, that's, I don't know who that is. My God, dude. Shut up and let me go. I don't know. Go. Whatever. Shut up and let Let's me move go. On. Shut up and let me go. Dude. No. That's it. It's, it that's, that's no, 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 no. The Ting Tings. Is it the Ting Tings? Okay. Dude, that's it. Shut up and let me go. Oh my God! No, no, no! It's not. They're the same band. That, that, that's not my name. Oh, that's a good song too. Dude, I love shut up song. and let me go. Uh, that's it. <laughs> you sound so ridiculous when you say it. I don't care because anybody who knows that song knows exactly what I'm saying. Uh, all right, let, let's move on. We're, we're not going to play any of the rest of these, but let, let's touch upon them. Angels and Airwaves put out a new song called "Losing My Mind." This is this is something that I don't feel like Tom has ever done. This is something. Just so, just kind of dumb. Honestly, it's just I don't even want to say it's good. It's just it's just so weird. And you didn't listen to it, so I can't really talk about it yet. Well, I I don't I don't say like you didn't listen to it. You didn't fucking follow directions. No, I didn't listen to it because I already well, you, pre-ordered the vinyl, and I I want to save <laughs> I want to save myself for marriage. I want to save myself to when ah, I listen yes, to the vinyl. Yes. Okay, I'm worth the wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if anybody else wants to hear it um, and not wait, just just go look it up. It's called "Losing My Mind." Uh, the next one here, Jeff. I know Jeff didn't listen to too because we got, or the next two actually, you didn't listen to because we both pre-ordered these on vinyl. The first one here is Turnstile, their new song "Blackout." Get into that. I won't get into it because Jeff is boring. Um, Between the Barry and Me put out another new song, a nine-minute song called "Revolution in Limbo." Uh, but we're not going to talk about that either. Dude, there's no Jeff way. There's no way. This is Colors Part 2. There's no way I'm going to listen to any of these extended songs out of context of the album. Because yeah, that's, like, that's like listening to, to, to Ant of the Sky on, on Colors 1 out of context. You're not going to get the full effect <laughs> of it. It's not fair. I think you'll like this song, though. I think you'll like it. Oh. Uh, th- this next one here is from the Bronx. Uh, their new song, Mexican Summer. Uh, the new record comes out in uh, comes out this month, but I don't remember exactly what day. And I didn't pre-order it, pre-order it, but and I know you didn't either. But what do you think of this? I thought it was okay. I thought this sounded like Billy Talent. This this reminded Billy, me a, what? a lot of Billy Talent. That's weird. And that's uh, really weird. It was, it was it was all right. Yeah, I I agree. It was all right. Doesn't really. I don't know. I feel like every Bronx time cool, but every time we say like this is all right, that really means like this is not good. Because it, it, like for us, it's yeah, either it's of. it's not good or it's great. There's like really no middle ground. Yeah, that, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. So um, this next one is from Zebrahead. They put out a new song called "Lay Me to Rest." They also got a new vocalist. If you didn't know that, and uh, this song sucks. 
Well, I don't well, like their new, well. I don't like their, well, well. I don't like their new vocalist. Yes. Well, so fifty percent of the song is fucking trash. Yes, absolutely trash. And the other fifty percent is fantastic. But Great. that fifty percent that's trash is completely unlistenable. It's it's just it doesn't make any sense. It starts off with it too. Like, why would you start off with it? Like, I'm already I've I already know. lost interest in your horrible. I mean, he's not like a. He just doesn't fit the band. He's not what I want from Zebrahead. It it just it and it just doesn't make sense with the song. Like it doesn't, it has no flow. It has no transition between the two parts. Stupid. I, it's, I just it's, I don't get it. It's dumb. Yeah, it's it's not good. So yeah, I mean, go listen to it just to so you can have an opinion. Um, Newfound Glory put out a new song called Backseat. Ah, it's okay. I liked it. it. Doesn't really go anywhere. I liked it. It was okay. I liked it. Okay. What would you? I mean, it wasn't like super catchy or anything. I mean, it was it was very much along the lines of their last one, and it's it's heavy, it's fast, it's aggressive, and he's way nasally. It's a little <laughs> like that was my problem with the last album that they put out was the disconnection between the two, and this is mm-hmm. this is kind of the same, but I like it, I dig it. I still want to buy their last album. I just don't want to pay twenty two dollars for it now. It's, it's not worth that. Yeah, that's that's stupid. Never pay that much. I pay fifteen for, for it. I'd pay like 10. I'd pay 10 for it. Fuck. And then the last thing here, Third Eye Blind. Uh, he put out a new song called Box of Bones. It's not a bad song. <laughs> I mean, he has a nice voice. I mean, it's, you could tell he's a little bit older because his voice is deeper, but it's not bad. I was expecting a lot worse, actually. Uh, dude, I was too. I, I, I was thinking like, oh, Third Eye Blind, here we go again. But I can't. You can't hate on his voice in any way. It's just, I. He's it, such a just good, so soothing. He's such a good singer because he can. He, yeah, he can do that. He can soothe you. My problem with this song is it didn't go anywhere. There was just yeah. it was all crescendo and it never dropped. And like the song Narcolepsy, I'm gonna bring it back to their fucking magnum opus by far. <laughs> but in the song Narcolepsy, that song builds to something until another night and then it comes in really heavy. Oh, so this one never good. does that. It's just three and a half minutes of just build up. There's no relief. Yeah. But his voice is great. Mm-hmm. It, I, actually when I when I listened to the song I went and listened to the first record. Did you? I had yeah, I had to. <laughs> like I was I just wanted more of that voice and I just while I was listening to it, I kept thinking like, oh, dude, I was thinking of just all these different, the different melodies and different songs from that record. And I just, I couldn't wait for the song to finish so I can go listen to that first record again. It's so good. That's, I love that record. That's, that's something that they'll never get away from. And that partially, I mean, it's his fault. Or, and the band's like fault. Partially, it's like almost his I, entire fault. I don't remember. It's almost entirely I don't remember fault. what was happening. I remember like, all I really remember when we did that album was in the 12th hour, like midnight, he created this other entity, this other corporation of Third Eye Blind and then blindsided the bandmates and then put all like the money into that and all the rights into that and kind of fucked over the band. That's what I think happened. Pretty much. Is that what yeah. happened? And then, yeah, and then you hear any story about him. He's just like, he's, a douche. he's the worst person to work with. Yeah. So wow. it's unfortunate because that, that first record, man. Well, when you put out, when you put out something like narcolepsy, you come talk to me, then we can talk. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that's all we got for new music. Uh, we're going to finish this on a downer, but whatever. Uh, two two major deaths in the music world. First one was Dusty Hill from ZZ Top, uh, the bass player. Uh, I'm not a big ZZ Top guy. I know you aren't either, 
but you know they were very famous and a lot of people love them so yeah he, he passed away in his sleep i think he was like at 71 72 something like yeah, that yeah he's older he's older so. dude yeah we're not we're not zz topman by any means but like lagrange like that was i learned that on the guitar at some point because that is a guitar yeah, a driven fucking song and it's dope and sharp yeah, dressed man like everybody knows that as well and ZZ Top, as far as just putting out music, everything I've heard from ZZ Top is at least good. And then their image is fucking dope. Like, they're rock stars. They're cool. They're on The Simpsons, <laughs> for God's really sakes. Cool. <laughs> I know, but their music just never did anything. Besides those songs, their music never did anything for me. That is that is true. That is true. Yeah, it's not my thing. So, yeah, so Dusty Hill passed away. But the big one, the big shocker, was uh, Joey Jordison from Slipknot and Murder Dolls. He uh, he died of 46, right? 46? Something like that. Yeah, it's yeah, super Yeah, young. and he, uh, they, they haven't released like the cause of death or just that he fell asleep at home or he died at home. And uh, yeah, it could be anything. It could be, it's probably, I mean, honestly, it's probably drugs. But yeah, so he's uh, died so fucking young, man. This one, this is one of those celebrity deaths that really that just really bummed me out. Like the only one that I ever felt like this about was Carrie Fisher. Like the, this and Carrie Fisher were the ones that just fuck. It's heavy. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, he's so damn young. It's <laughs> that, that for sure was surprising that he's only 46 and that's, that's not old. What's we're almost 10 years from that. That is nothing. Yeah. And, and just to think about that is, is frightening. But like mm-hmm. as as far as like the deaths are concerned, in our Discord chat too, like another guy in our Discord, the Mingler, he was uh, mm-hmm. he was also super bummed about it. I know like both you guys really liked, got into the music in the same time in the era. I guess maybe yeah, early yeah. on. Oh yeah. So I mean, I've been following. I mean, I've been listening to them since their first record came out. I, that's when I got into them was with Wait and Bleed when that when that song and that record came out. It was just that blew my mind. So. And then just watching them just grow as and and change as a band over the years, and then with the release, when I remember when Iowa came out, and that just that that album was unreal when I first heard it. Like it's it's crazy, absolutely crazy. Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's sad to think that at some point, because music is is more, is leaning towards electronic, that all of our favorites musicians who play instruments are at some point going to be extinct because mm-hmm. like the leading, I don't know, rock band now is still the leading rock band from 15 years ago. Like Green Day or Blink, <laughs> like they're the leading or rock Foo band, the Foo Fighters, <laughs> but he, they're not going to last forever. And then 10, 15, 20 years from now, who's going to take that torch? Who's going to, who, who is going to take over? Yeah. Yeah. There's nobody both like in both in like the alt rock realm and the metal realm, because I feel like Slipknot is like the last big metal band. Honestly, they they're the only ones that could play these kind of shows and put on these kind of festivals. No other metal band can has been able to do that since. I mean, is like the rock star in general dead. Is that like a thing of the past? Totally. I think so. Like Machine Gun Kelly is the only person now that I think could. But like he's like the only person that could be a rock star. Yeah, but he's such a plant. Like, it's just so obvious that he's a plant that, I don't know. But, like, if he's our, our, our you know, on deck circle guy, we're doomed. Sad. 
<laughs> yeah, it's so fucking doomed. Music is doomed. <laughs> Bleak. Ah, oh, man, but Joey Jordison, man, what a what a drummer. I mean, he was just the, his grooves, and I mean, even though he played metal music, like he had the way he could groove on the drums and his finesse and his almost like jazz way of playing was just it. There's no drummer in that genre, especially that plays like him. Like even the guy that replaced him, Jay Weinberg, who is a, an amazing drummer, just doesn't just is nothing compared to Joey. I mean, watching even watching Jay play Joey's songs, dude, he's missing things. He's not doing. He's not. He doesn't have the same. The same. I don't know swing and just flow and I don't know as Joey did. I, it's it's so weird. It's so weird how a drummer could be this unique, especially in that genre. It's wild. I mean, it's, it's, I'm not like a huge Joey fan, nor have I listened to a lot of his music, but the things I do pick up in stuff I've heard from Slipknot is he, he plays heavy. He plays hard. He plays heavy, but there are times when he doesn't play anything. It's just, there's dead air and he's just hitting a closed hi hat to let everybody else do their thing. And then he comes back in super heavy and like for me playing the drums in my infancy, I would never allow dead air. Like you would just keep playing. You would yeah. never do that. That's suicide, but he did but it. It shows also how like how great of a songwriter he was because those first two Slipknot records, Joey and the bass player who died, Paul, they wrote most of those first two records. Those were their thing, you know? And it just, it just goes to show you, not only was he an amazing drummer, but an amazing songwriter, and and then throw it into the Murder Dolls. I mean, he completely switched up instruments and playing guitar in that band. I mean, he didn't write most of those songs because most of those songs were Wednesday songs on that first record, at least. But I mean, to go from Slipknot to Murder Dolls all within like a year and a half, it's pretty wild. Like that's a huge, <laughs> huge jump going from playing like arenas to little clubs where I saw Murder Dolls. I fucking saw Murder Dolls at Showcase. Oh. Back when Showcase was still a thing, so good. You know? yeah. And then I saw, and then when they reunited, I saw my Glass House. So like they were only ever playing small club shows, and then he'd go back to Slipknot and play a fucking arenas. It's 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 just wild, so wild. I, I I just I can't I just still can't believe that he died. I thought I thought for for sure at some point over the next few years he'd rejoin Slipknot. I just always that's, thought he would, but he. I mean, like like that's got to be the worst part as a fan about this is, is someone like you who thinks like they're going to see Slipknot and Joey play again and release new material tour, play one show. But yeah. now that's even completely like, off the table. So that's like, that's gotta be heartbreaking and that sucks. Or even like another murder dolls record. Cause they only did the two records. And I, I mean, just, I, I would love to go see them again and watch them play guitar again. It was just, it was, so, I mean the only, I mean, I've seen, I saw him play with Slipknot and murder dolls. So, I mean, I got to see him, do both and it's just dude he's such a showman like he was so cool he was so i mean i don't want to say cool because he's a fucking dork but he was just <laughs> dude he was just i don't know man he's so talented extremely talented yeah so, it's a bummer it's a bummer it is so ah, that's all i got that's all i got for joey that's it um yeah so love ending and ending things on a downer yeah that was but, fun <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm just trying to stall for time to bring up the music. Oh, because you don't I'm have it. Yeah, you, you don't know? have it queued up as as you normally don't. Also, yes, exactly. This is every fucking episode. Every so, episode. Um, 
Thank you all for listening. Go to Apple Podcasts. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Uh, keep listening to all your friends. Stay tuned for the main episode because we're getting into the Beatles record, Rubber Soul. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a big one. So um, <laughs> that's all I got. And that's it. That's all. Thank you.